tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Good afternoon to you and welcome to yet another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on radio, Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2.15 p.m. here on your superstation Joy 99.7. My name as always is Yabanafo and I'm happy to be your host for today's edition of Masterclass. In this month of March, we bring you different conversations here on Masterclass. Last week, we ended another interesting conversation here under the topic, Corporate Leadership in Turbulent Times. Corporate Leadership in Turbulent Times. And in that conversation, we're privileged to have Dr. Victor Abbey, who helped us understand how leadership should be handled in turbulent times. Indeed, we agree that we are in turbulent times because things are not the same. Things are difficult all over the place. But as a leader, as an owner of your company, as a CEO, as a GM, as a managing director, how do you show leadership in times like this? He shared many thoughts with us, but there are a few things that stayed with me. For those of us who missed the show, you can always go to our Facebook page and by all means watch that edition of Masterclass. But there was something he spoke about which sort of stayed with me. I just want to touch on that briefly. One thing he said was that as a leader, whether in turbulent times or otherwise, one of the things that must stand out for you in your team and to ensure success for you in your leadership journey is the issue of trust. The issue of trust. Your team must be able to trust you. You should be able to trust them. And you as a leader must be able to create an environment of trust for them to work in. And of course, we can understand trust in many different ways, including how we understand it now. But he proposed a formula for what he meant by trust. And this is what he said. He said trust for him in that conversation and in that context was equal to credibility plus reliability plus intimacy divided by self-orientation. Naturally, people are a function of their orientation. So who you are, what you believe, your aspirations, your fears, your knowledge, everything's a function of where you've come from as a person. And that becomes a denominator for credibility, reliability, and intimacy. As a leader, you need to show these things. And once you begin to show them, clearly you will also begin to receive them from your team. So that's one thing that stayed with us. Today we go into another area of conversation. 
I'm going to be going back to that interesting topic about customer experience. We used to call it customer service back in the day, but with the change of the business terrain and with nomenclature and the way we look at things, we're beginning to look at it and call it customer experience. From my lay perspective, we've had a few people here on the show. Esther Ofosua Dukua shared some thoughts with us earlier. Um, she talked about customer experience and the fact that the goalpost has now shifted from customer service to customer experience because it's no longer about the person who gives the service, but it's about the person who experiences it and how they feel when they've experienced it and whether or not they want to come back and have that same experience again. And of course, one of the ways to look at some of these indicators would be to look at things like top of mind awareness. If you went into a shop and they treated you well, whenever you, you think of the product that you bought, which, of, which company comes to your mind first? Top of mind awareness. We're looking at things like the customer satisfaction score. All these are matrices that the customer experience environment uses to test how well your customer experience is doing. Today, we have another renowned Ghanaian resource person to help us in this conversation. We're going to be talking another topic of customer experience ecosystem management. What's this whole thing about? And by all means, um, let me just quickly go through her resume. Um, she's a customer service practitioner with over 20 years of experience in customer service. Uh, she's been involved in delivering customer service in the airline and banking industries. Her area of expertise includes strategy formulation, training needs assessment, developing and facilitating, facilitating training programs, I beg your pardon, and her expertise is also in executive office management. She has a Doctor of Business Administration from the Swiss Business School. She has a Master of Applied Business Research, also with the Swiss Business School. She also has a Master of Business Administration and Marketing from GIMPA and a Bachelor of Science in Administration. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ...with human resource as a major. Um, her CV goes on and on and on and on. And uh, today she works as a customer experience consultant. And she's obliged us her time this afternoon to share some brilliant thoughts with us. My guest for today's edition of Masterclass is Dr. Birago. Entry edgy. Doc, you're welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And if I was behind the course, I'd have done the, the drum roll for you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're excited to have you. I mean, this whole thing about customer experience, that conversation is a broad one. Absolutely. One thing I have always said is that when we talk about the customer being king, um, people get, um, opinion is divided. But I've always said that, who is the customer when you ask the question? The customer is not the person behind the mirror or the person you're looking at. The customer is all of us. Absolutely. Because when you show up in the morning and you sit behind the microphone like uh -huh. I'm doing and you speak, you're speaking to your customers. Absolutely. When you cross the road at lunchtime to buy that ball of kinky, you become a customer. A customer yes. So we, we, we shouldn't um, kick our customers too much. I just went online to find out what other people had to say. Mm -hmm. about customer experience, just sort of set okay. the tone for today's conversation. Okay. And here's what Steve Jobs had to say. Steve right. Jobs says, you've got to start with the customer experience and work back towards the technology, not the other way around. Absolutely. That's Steve Jobs. He says, you've got to start with the customer experience and work back towards the technology, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. This is what Bill Gates had to say. He says, your most unhappy customers... Are your greatest resource for learning. Absolutely. Your most unhappy customers are your greatest resource for learning. And here's one last one. Um, this is from Christy Kruger. Okay. Christy Kruger. She says, when it comes down to the customer experience, really, 
it's the opportunity to touch people's lives. That's Christy Kruger. When it comes down to the customer experience, really, it's the opportunity to touch people's lives. The customer experience ecosystem. What's that about? What can we learn from that as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as people who own their own companies, as people who are even working for people who own their own companies, as people who want to own companies in the future, Mm -hmm. or people who are thinking of shutting down their businesses because it's not working well. We're still working with people. We're still selling to people. Absolutely. Talk to us about the customer experience ecosystem and how to manage it properly. Right. Yes. So just as you said the tone, and you talked about what the customer experience has been, the journey has been, you've given some examples from Mm. Steve Jobs and the rest. I want to start with looking at the customer experience landscape in Ghana. Mm. And I'm sure that if you open up the lines <laughs> to that, you get a lot of... Indeed, that. indeed. We will get interactive at some point. I'm yes. sure that my listeners will have a lot to say when we get interactive. So I would really be excited to hear what indeed. your listeners have to say. But I think that the story hasn't been all bad mm. and hasn't been all good either mm. in Ghana. Um, recently, I think there was the, the year of the return, and we had some international guests coming in to experience Ghana at its best. And one of this the is when they come, they don't want to go. Well, <laughs> one of the quotes that excited me was this Charlemagne. Mm. He said that Ghana's customer service is the nicest, most terrible service you would ever receive. Say that again. It's the nicest. <laughs> most terrible service. Nicest, most terrible. Yes. In the same sentence. Yes. It's an oxymoron, isn't it? (laughs) Exactly. Right. So, for me, it kind of sums up what customer service is like in Ghana. Because, as I said, we've got some very good experiences, and we've got some really, really bad experiences. And at the crux of it, people think that just because you're nice, you can give good service. And so Ghanaians are touted as being very, very, um, what? Hospitable. I was waiting for you to say the word. Yes, we are very welcoming. (laughs) And so it just goes to feed into that narrative that we are nice people, but being a nice person doesn't translate good customer service because there are other factors that must be present for you to give um, a memorable customer experience. So... Without saying much, where is customer service going? So we've seen what the landscape is like in Ghana. Mm. But going forward, what are people expecting when we talk about customer experience? I'll just mention about four of where the future of customer experience is shaping up to be or is looking like. The first one is people expect to have a global view of what service delivery is. Just before you go on, just for our listeners, for those of us who like to take notes... Um, Doc has obliged that. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. It's a couple of slides as well. We're showing them live on Facebook. For those who are also um, able to watch us on Facebook, we're streaming live. By all means, go there and follow those slides if you want to take some notes as well. Doc, please continue. Thank you very much. So the first one is having a global view of service delivery. Mm. So it is not enough to say that in Ghana, this is how we do it. 
the standards should cut across mm -hmm. so that people are coming in from international areas from other countries and the kind of service that they get at other places they expect similar standards here so yes we can have the Ghanaian culture in doing things but we should have a global view when it comes to service delivery mm. and the various aspects that goes into having that global view. The next point is the increased use of technology in service delivery. Mm -hmm. We can't run away from it. Yeah. I think from 2000 going technology, use of technology in the industry has grown, but COVID accelerated it. Now you cannot talk customer service without talking technology. Indeed. And the story has been, just as Steve Jobs said, we are looking at using technology to improve customer experience. Mm -hmm. But we should not forget that it's the human element that should come first before the technology. So let's not hide behind that we have advanced, we're using the best in technology. But how is that technology impacting your customers? Mm. And that catalyst is your employees. Mm -hmm. So how are your employees using that technology in the best interest of the customer? Mm. The third um, future of customer experience, you want to look at environmental, social, and governance concerns. Mm -hmm. That's for short, the ESG. So your customers are not only looking at you and the product you're selling. They're looking at the environment within which you operate. They're looking at how you are impacting on that environment. They are looking at your social presence. Um, there are concerns about today's International Women's Day, how you even treat your female um, staff. All these concerns are there. And also your governance structure. What, what is your governance structure like? And how does it impact on the organization as a whole? People are making these decisions before they even agree to, mm -hmm. to patronize your product. Yeah. So it is not enough that you're smiling and saying thank you or being a nice person all these factors have to be in place for you to sell a product and for your customers to enjoy the experience by being with you. And the last point I want to talk about in the future of customer services, self-service and personalization. Mm. A lot of customers do not want to go to the brick and mortar structures. Mm -hmm. They want to sit in the comfort of their homes or their offices and enjoy the service. Receive service. Exactly. So this is in tandem with technology. So how are you enabling your customers to use your products mm. but not being physically present in your environment? What happens when they hit a snag? Yeah. How do you personalize the service so that I know that this service is for me? So you can have two customers being very similar, but there are differences because we are all unique in the way we accept or the way we enjoy a product. And so this feeds into the ecosystem mm. of customer experience you know before you talk about the ecosystem as you as, as you spoke about the use of technology something just came to me right. that one of the key words that is should i say in vogue today when we talk about customer experience is convenience yeah and so one of the players who have evolved the most in today's world is the customer the customer is spoiled for choice exactly <laughs> i mean anything the customer wants you know and the customer has the right to choose exactly the product you choose to choose when the customer wants it and who makes it the most how? i mean the who makes it the easiest for me to choose is the one i'm going to deal exactly. with so i am the i'm the one who is patronizing your product it is not enough for you to tell me that the product is here no i want it to be in my office mm -hmm. so how do you get that product to me 
So the customer keeps on evolving. And it's for the business to ensure that even before the customer has gotten to that point, mm -hmm. we have realized that the customer is likely to want this and provide the avenue for the customer to enjoy your mm. service. Because if you don't, the customer has options. He's going to go to the next person. Exactly. <laughs> so then we start the conversation on the customer experience ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about ecosystem, what are we really referring to? An ecosystem simply comprises living and non-living things mm -hmm. in a particular environment. Exactly. And how these interact with each other or affect each other. So if you're talking about the animal kingdom, you would find that there are some animals that do well in a certain environment. And there are certain living and non-living things that must exist. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. For that particular animal to thrive in that environment. So when it comes to customer service too, there is an ecosystem. And this customer ecosystem, the word is um, supposed to have been coined by Forrester. Mm -hmm. Forrester is the chief customer service officer of Tesco, mm -hmm. a UK brand. Mm -hmm. And he says that he defines customer ecosystem as the web of relations among all aspects of a, a company, including its customers, employees, partners, and the operating environment that determines the quality of customer experience. It's interesting that you say that. Please read that again slowly. And there's a point I want to just hit home right. on that. So the customer ecosystem as defined by Forrester as the web of relations among all aspects of a company, including its customers, employees, partners, and the operating environment that determines the quality of the customer experience. You know, the very simple point I wanted to make, and I, this is, I promise not to talk too much on, on the show. <laughs> People say I talk too much. <laughs> the point that we're making here very strongly is that Everyone has a role to play in delivering the final product or the service to the customer. Absolutely. So, you, you know, there are some companies you call them and they say, I'm in finance, call customer service or call marketing or call so-and-so. It's important that we all understand that it's one animal and that animal must have one head. Absolutely. And one direction in which they're moving. If the animal is moving in different directions, it's not going to go anywhere. Absolutely. So whether you're in security, you're in cleaning, and this is to my business owners and entrepreneurs, wherever you are, make sure that first of all, your company or your business, and there's a phrase that I've come to love in recent times, a unified sense of consciousness. We are all going this way. This is our tagline. This is why we do what we do. If I do my job well as a front office person, mm -hmm. the person who comes here is going to want to come back and find out more. They are now going to want to deal with the company. Then somebody's going to talk to them. Then they are going to order a service. And then we're going to get some money. And I'm going to get paid. The ecosystem is everyone. You notice it didn't say only employees or only customers. Exactly. It said everyone. That's just the point I wanted to make. Absolutely. And you hit the nail right on the head. So if you're talking, we, we can we use the imagery that I talked about mm. when I was defining the ecosystem. A particular animal lives in a particular environment. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at your customer, that customer operates in a certain environment, which is your company. Mm -hmm. And you have all these other living and non-living things that make up your ecosystem, that a customer must thrive in that environment. And so we look at all these. So 
for our conversation today that I just um, narrowed it down to the four that Forrester talked about. But really in the ecosystem, you can have a number more than these because every ecosystem is unique to the company that um, we're talking about. So we're looking at the four, which is the customers, the employees, the partners, and the operating environment. And we're going to look at how these four factors or players interact to ensure or to assure uh, a very good customer experience for your customer as an organization. So now let's look at the customers. We're going to take the players one by one. The customer is obviously the most important in the ecosystem because it's, it's about whom the ecosystem exists. And the customer, the expectations of what the customer wants influences the way the ecosystem operates. So it is important because after all, it's the customer that provides the fuel that you know, powers the whole organization. They do that through the purchases. If my, uh, you don't have an, uh, a customer who buys your product, then you're not an organization. It doesn't matter what product you're selling. You're you a warehouse. A a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> you, must, you must have customers who patronize your goods and who would keep on coming back. So how all the other factors operate must operate or interact in the interest of the customer. You know what Sam Walton said? Sam Walton said there is only one boss. Mm -hmm the customer, and he can fire everyone in the company from chairman on down, simply by spending his money elsewhere, somewhere else. That's it. Absolutely. I was just addressing the point you were just yes. making. Yes, because they, they provide a fuel. So the customer is therefore the most important component of the, um, the ecosystem. Mm. So let's look at areas that should concern you. You're talking about the customer in the ecosystem. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. What are the areas of the customer that should affect you mm. and we are looking at it in the light of the future of customer experience not assets but where customer experience is going mm -hmm. and where the customer is going and what the customer's expectations mm -hmm. are so the areas that we should be looking at when we are talking about the customer in the ecosystem the first one is obviously technological concerns yeah. what technology are you using how user friendly is it for the customer how will the customer embrace that technology? Does it make for a better experience for the customer? Or you have translated a manual system into an online system and think that the customer should accept it. So technology becomes the number one. You as an organization look at the technology that you want to use. Sometimes the most sophisticated technology is not usually the best. You should look at how your employees are also going to use the technology in the interest of your customer. So that's the first concern, area of concern for the customer. The next one is data analytics. Mm -hmm. The information you're gathering about your customer, are you gathering them for the sake of gathering them or you're using it in the best interest of your customer? Then you also look at cybersecurity because you're encouraging people to pay online, all those things. How do you protect your customer? How do mm -hmm. I, as a customer, I must feel that when I do business with you, I am safe, I feel secure. 
my account these days money is hard to come by isn't it mm -hmm. so you don't want to do a business with a company and you are not sure about how safe you are then there's channels that you can use so the only channel support you're talking about contact center services and how you can use these support for the customer so when something goes wrong what are the channels that the customer can contact the organization and what are the supports that's available they've already talked about personalized service and the measurement tools i think you mentioned the customer satisfaction index mm -hmm. you look at the nest for motor score all these things are tools that are available to the organization from the customer because you're taking information from the customer to enable you perform better because mm -hmm. your customer is telling you i like this or i do not like that so using these tools would benefit you and these are the areas that in a nutshell i want to talk about with the customer you know it's interesting when you spoke about technology you noticed that i was smiling very broadly yeah because something is happening these days and there's a question i'll ask you on assimilation because the entire customer population which is all of us anyway mm -hmm. is developing at different paces however there is a very strong pool from the Gen Z's and the Millennials. And so, for example, you know, back in the day, if you needed to, let's say, make fufu, mm -hmm. you would have to pound it. Yeah. And, and I'm using the context of Ghana. Mm -hmm. When this need fufu thing started, people were like, oh, I'm not going to do that. It's not traditional. You know, somehow, you know, need fufu, <laughs> there are not even enough on the market to buy. And now suddenly there are different ways of making it, different ways of looking at it. And how do people know? Because they're spreading that knowledge through media. Absolutely. If somebody had a broken um, gas stove, they won't go and look for a repairer. They'll go on the internet and say, gas repairers near me. <laughs> you see what I mean? So um, technology does indeed play a very significant role because now people are looking for convenience. You know, right, right. It, it just came to me strongly when yeah. you spoke about, about technology. Now, there are different, even different ways. AI is now even coming into the conversation. Yes. Different ways. Mm -hmm. We'll go into all of that, but yes. I, I, let's stay on track. And so, if you, like, going back, when you're talking about the, um, the customers and you're looking at technology, mm. you need to segment your customers because, as you said, talking about not everybody progresses at the same pace. So do you make it available just because it's convenient and cost-effective for the, for the organization? Mm. Is that this is the way we are going? If this is the way you are going, fine. But what support structure is there for those who haven't gotten to that point? Because so they're also customers. Things, yes, they are also customers, and you want to keep those customers. Mm. Yeah. So the next um, player in the ecosystem, obviously, is the employees. Mm -hmm. So just as you know that the customers are the fuel, the employees are the ones that who need to keep that customer bringing back the fuel. So if the employees do not respond to the customer needs or they do not do what the customer wants and do not encourage the customer to spend, then you do not have a customer. So it's the employee who encourages the customer to keep on bringing the fuel. Mm -hmm. So they also become the next most important player in the yeah. ecosystem. So what are the areas that you want to look at when you're talking about your employees? What are the areas that should be of concern? The underlining issue here is what is your business philosophy? Mm -hmm. What do you stand why, for? Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? But what is the philosophy that makes you, that enables you to do what you do? So this should translate in the way your employees act. So we are looking at the first one will be what involves the corporate culture? What is your corporate culture? You have to be deliberate about forming your culture. Mm -hmm. 
we do not just allow a culture to evolve because really if you're not deliberate a culture will definitely evolve whether you like it or not somebody is going to start you determine what you want it to exactly. be exactly so you have to be deliberate about it. you yeah. determine it and it has to be a top-down exactly so you have to lift that culture and encourage all the employees to follow suit mm. then you want to also look at the value system that guides the behavior of all in the organization okay. this is one area that is also very dear to my heart when we talk about value system what are the values? Every organization that I've been to in Ghana, we have something on the wall. We have our vision statement. We have our mission statement. And then we have our core values. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, we recite them because this is what we, we're supposed to There's no saturation. To exactly. But <laughs> core values are very key in determining the culture of an organization. Mm -hmm. So what are your core values? If you say my core value is service, um, integrity, uh, professionalism, we have all these as well. How do you get your employees to translate it? Because what you are looking at is to get all your employees to behave in a similar manner. Mm -hmm. I want to come to Joy FM and mm -hmm. I want to see people behaving similarly. Mm -hmm. Not because I saw anywhere or saw you, mm -hmm. it's fine. And mm -hmm. I see another person is different. Mm -hmm. Every one of them must translate your core values. And your core values would translate differently for the role that you play. So even though I am talking service, the way a security person will display service mm -hmm. will be different from different. you sitting behind a mark, how you display service. But at the end of the day, we are still talking mm -hmm. service. So these are things that you need to deliberately get your employees to live it and translate it into their various jobs that they do. Mm -hmm. So they understand that I am living this and it has to be consistent. It's not something I keep on saying. Values are not what we paste on the wall. It is something that your employees have yeah. to live. Then a performance management and reward system. What gets measured gets done. Full I don't stop. have to talk. <laughs> you cannot expect what you do not inspect. Exactly. Yeah. So let's not get, let's move away. And the Ghanaians, we like to stay in the middle. You know, it's okay. We don't okay. want to, offend, we don't anybody. Want to offend anybody. But you can't really do customer service or a customer experience right without stepping on toes. You know, there are actually people who can say no without being upset or aggressive about it. Maybe we should do a yes. whole show on saying no. Because, you see, we are cultured right from childhood. We are cultured to want to please people, to be a, we are pleasers. Generally, as Ghanaians, we are pleasers. So, at the end of the day, when you say no, then you become a bad person. So, if it's uncomfortable you for you, it. you feel bad about it. So, sometimes you have to come out boldly to say that, no, you have to be aggressive about it so that you are comfortable. At the beginning of the year, somebody sent me a message saying that the year has begun. Mm -hmm. Can I, can you help me? Can you help me? It's going to start. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be difficult for you to say, no, I don't have the money to help you. But it's difficult. So generally, it becomes a key area mm. for us to maintain a good customer service delivery. But we need to do performance management mm. and we need to do it right yeah. so that we are actually getting the best from our staff. Mm -hmm. In customer experience, you have to be ready to hire and fire. Yeah. Yes. If you're going to keep your organization running. And a lot of our business owners and managers, even at the workplace, can't take the hard decisions. But it's maybe at another time we'll spend time and talk about that. But it's part yes. of the process. But if you can't take the hard decisions, then you send your customers away. Yeah. Ultimately, so you you make the choice. 
Whether you, Whether want, you want to survive or you want to please exactly. someone. Indeed. Indeed. So I had um, a couple of, if you look at the business philosophy of mm-hmm. Verizon, um, it says that total accountability of satisfying the customer. Mm-hmm. So that is the business philosophy. And how have they done? Their vice president says that the real strength of a company is having a clear set of values. Mm-hmm. See, that gives a... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este... Comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Large organization, the ability to make the right decisions in difficult moments. So this is translated into how they empower their staff to live their business philosophy and ultimately satisfying their customer. For FedEx, they say people service profit. So the PSP philosophy is based on the belief that creating a positive working environment for employees will provide better service quality to customers. Mm-hmm. So because of that philosophy, they translate it into the way they treat their employees. Hold that thought for me. And I know there's, there's a lot more that we need to share, but we want our listeners to also be a part of this conversation. If you have just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. And we're here in the studio talking about the customer experience ecosystem. What is that ecosystem? Who is in that ecosystem and how does it work? We're here in the studio with Dr. Abirago Entriage and she's sharing some wonderful thoughts with us. We'll take a quick message from our sponsors. When we come back, we get interactive. Favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 551 97 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this is Masterclass. We're interactive right now. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on 055 Numbers to call again, 0302-216-541. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. What is your experience? Life is too short for us all to make the same mistake. So let's hear from your mistakes or your wins and pro- probably become better for it. Customer experience ecosystem. How do we manage it? We're here in the studio with Dr. Biragu Entry Ajay. If you have any motor vehicle of any kind, I have some great news for you from Goyle. Your oil marketing company of choice, Goyle, keeps making life ever so convenient. Goyle now accepts Momo for all fuel purchases. Just remember to Momo it at Goyle, and that is not all. You can also use your bank card to buy fuel at any of our filling stations. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phone lines are open, 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on WhatsApp on 0551111997. So, Doc, I think we had a few more slides to go. While we wait for the phone lines to ring, maybe we could just go through them. Right. And then and by that time, we'll get some phone calls coming through. Otherwise, I'll okay. ask my own questions. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, we were, we've been talking about the ecosystem, and we've talked about the two um, 
players, the first two players, which is the customer and then the employees. The employee. So the third player in the ecosystem are your partners. Um, I use that term broadly to signify all those ones that the organization has to mm. be in touch with to enable them provide that product the stakeholders, for the customers. All the stakeholders. Your regulators. Exactly. All the your suppliers. Yes. So we look at all those. And audience perception, what other people think about your organization mm. is important. If we go back to the a time when um, COVID was at its peak and we were all doing home delivery, mm. even now, a lot of businesses do well, especially the restaurant business. You order a meal, lunch time. they deliver it at home. They deliver it at home. But what is the service that you are getting from the delivery guy? You see, the food may be great, but the in, what, in, in what state will the food reach you? What did Charlemagne say? Terribly nice service. <laughs> the nicest, most terrible service. Nicest, most terrible service. Exactly. So, are we looking at in our choice of the delivery organization to use. Mm. I once ordered pizza from one of these pizza delivery organizations. And the guy who delivered the pizza apparently was using a bicycle. So the pizza got to me. He sat, he sat on the pizza. It took forever to come. And everything was everywhere in the park. It doesn't matter what product you have. If the partners that support you to deliver that service is n do not share the same value system as you do, you're bound to have problems. Mm -hmm. So in considering your partners, what are the areas that should concern you? The first, identify who are your partners. Who are the mm -hmm. best that you will be for your organization? That you can work with. Exactly. In choosing your... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Partners, you want to go back to the environments, the social, the governance issues, mm -hmm. the ECG things we talked about. Because there are ethical um, issues there as well. And our customers are becoming more enlightened about these things. So you can choose a partner by them realizing that this is the partner that you choose. And it's not, they don't agree with some of the practices that your partner organizations have. It could cost you because people may choose not to patronize your services because of that. I'm sure recently you may have heard about child labor issues, um, organizations that even the kind of governance structure in the, uh, in the country could affect the way your customers will patronize your, your product. So in choosing your partner, look at all these. Do mm. they share your values? Do they, um, do they, are there any ethical concerns that mm. you may have? All these, are they ready to meet your customers' needs the way you would meet them? 
what is being said about those partners how would that impact you so be careful about choosing a partner you know as you talk about partners i mean i just want to sort of put this thing out there that to our business owners and to our entrepreneurs and to those who want to go into business one brilliant area would be to look at the value chain of the entire service system and we're talking about the delivery clearly we're using what we have but I think that change comes when a lot of other things in the value chain starts. Now people are being ingenious and they're starting businesses, but the delivery mechanism needs a bit more help. Yes. So if you have any ideas, any plans of how to make this better, or you, you have a skill, you've worked in a company before that has done this well, do this for Mother Ghana. Set up some company, be an example, let people look at it and start. Yes. Because we're all using the same delivery companies and they are forcing everyone into the box they have. Those delivery services were set up to deliver documents. Absolutely. And so they're putting your papaya and your pizza in the Thank same you. box. God knows what else is in that box. And <laughs> let me just leave it. Yeah. Last week I ordered a meal and I had to travel. It took the delivery guy 40, almost two hours. I ordered a meal at 11. Mm. The meal eventually got to me at 2.30. And by that time, I was in another part of Ghana. Mm. So... Obviously, yeah. yeah, the meal That's was great. That part of the value never, chain is yes, failing. Yes, I didn't get the meal. So at the end of the day, who are your partners? Are they enabling you mm. to give the kind of experience you want your customers to have? These are concerns that must. If you bring me the best you. ice cream in Ghana, because I was craving and I asked it. for it, and it gets to me and it's melted and it's mashed and the cone is done in and all that, my experience mm -hmm. is gone. And sometimes, sometimes I won't even think it was a delivery. Absolutely. I think it was a packaging. Because I wouldn't know I where have, in the value I have chain. a contract with you as yeah. the organization. Yeah. Yes. So if you want your customer to continue, sometimes we said, I, well, I don't own the organization or the delivery um, organization. So it's not my fault. It is your fault. It is your fault. You're part of the process. Exactly. So I'm getting a product from you. I bought that product. I wouldn't have this um, delivery guy, but mm. for the product you're selling to me. So it's important that we identify the best partners mm. for our values as an organization. Mm. To always come back to the values. What do you stand for as an organization? What's exactly. your business philosophy? How are your, um, your employees living those values? And how are you translating those values to your partners and ensuring that they, have, they share the same values as you? Because if they don't, your customers will complain. The customers will complain. Phone lines are still open. Numbers to call 0302216541. That's 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on WhatsApp on 0551111997. From the team here at uh, Multimedia and Ajoy FM and Masterclass, I want to wish all women happy Women's Day here on the show. So perhaps if my first caller will be a woman, I'll be, I'll be grateful. Yes. Um, someone has sent me a comment on social media. Um, I can't quite see clearly, but it says, good day, y'all. Seeing us today was Women's Day. I was hoping that a woman would host the show. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> I want to start this conversation. <laughs> thank you for reaching out to us, Sarah. But she says, great discussion. Um, thank you for talking to us today on uh, customer experience. I have a question, but I think I'll let you finish yeah. off first. Okay. Yes. So the other aspect, areas of concern with your partners in the ecosystem is the systems that they use. Mm. We go back to technology because that's the future of customer experience. Mm. How do their systems interface with yours? So that along the entire value chain, if my customer has to use a system 
that works with theirs. It will not affect the experience. It's not going to delay um, deliveries to you. It's not going to delay um, getting your product and your various aspects that you need to give to the, your customer. So you also have to consider your user experience. If you're using an external organization to set up your IT systems, for instance, are you ensuring that they give the best experience to your customers? These are things that must concern you. Mm. When you use an architect, for instance, to set up your business, how does that affect your customer, mm. the movement in that, in that space? Mm. You cannot say that this is what I like, but does it work for the customer? Exactly. You see? Exactly. So these are things that you must think about mm. when you are doing um, the ecosystem, when you are thinking about your ecosystem and choosing your choice of partners, the partner must understand that this is for the customer. And so whatever we do mm. must be in the interest. You know, that point you make, let me just chip this in quickly. There must be a fine and fair balance between all the considerations and all the perspectives. And here's what I mean. If you walked into a shop and let's say you were setting it up with various colors and everything, at some point you're the one setting it up. Mm -hmm. What do you want to give to your customers? At some point you must think like the customer. If I was a customer and I walked in here, what would I be looking at? Have you wondered why sometimes when you're hungry, you think of a particular meal and because you're thinking about it, you can actually smell it. Yes. It's a whole conversation, psychology of smell, psychology mm -hmm. of color and all of that. They mm -hmm. use all of these things to push customers to shop in a certain way. But if you walked into midday, you walked into a shop in Usu, nice music you can hear it or you can listen to it i tell you there's a, there's a big difference Absolutely. it's not blaring yeah. but you can you know you can hear it and it's really nice and quiet and cool temperature is great the ambience is good mm -hmm. the atmosphere smells fresh mm. you will probably spend and walk out of that shop and ask yourself why did i buy this all of that is part of and the optics and everything is part of the offering that you give the customer so maybe we don't have too much time today but i just wanted to mention that yes. because we were talking about that point earlier and that brings us to the operating environment mm. yes when you're talking about that's the last pillar or the four that i'm talking about in your ecosystem mm -hmm. what is your operating environment the first one you look los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera pero este comenzará en tu mente ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Software environment. We cannot run away from technology. Exactly. So, this refers to the environment which are users, including customers, employees, and partners, mm -hmm. and they are, um, run the applications. This impacts on how the systems run and also how different tools and data interact with one another. So that's a really critical part of your environment that you need to be pay a lot of attention to. So what software are you going to use for your organization? That's work for the kind of business that you, you are into and how does your customer enjoy, or what's the user experience for your customer? Mm -hmm. Then the second one is the physical environment, when you're looking at your patent environment, the physical environment. So as we, we talked about, the ambience. Well, there was this experiment that was done that you got to a point where you scent. So customers become accustomed to a particular scent, and you blindfold them and you know that, ah, with this scent, I'm in joy of them. That's one thing I like about Dubai. Everywhere smells good. So it is that 
appreciation of scent and the way it impacts on our senses that makes you want to keep on going back right. to an and environment. It's nostalgia. You know, every time you walk into Absolutely. a train station in London, it's one thing you smell coffee. Absolutely. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So um, as soon as you get there, you know that you are... Uh, and there are brands in Ghana. I don't want to do a free advert for anybody, but the moment you think about a certain meal, that brand comes to your mind. You can almost smell it, even if it's not close. Yes. You know, so yes. top of mind awareness. It's a big conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. So we can we can spend a whole day talking yes. about the fiscal environment and customer experience. Indeed. You want to look at your business areas. What was the area that your 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 customers conduct business? Mm. These days, a lot of people we are not having a lot of you know traction um, traffic into our business and because people are going online to do mm. a lot of business. But still, people come to your your office. So when they come, where they conduct the business, how comfortable is that? You, if you realize, especially in the banking industry, there was a lot of change about where the teller's decks and how people sit. Mm-hmm. All these impact on the customer. You also want to look at disability assets, for instance. Exactly. How do your disabled um, or fiscally challenged customers, how do they assess your business? Um, are you located on the fifth floor without a lift? How are you going to get the customer there? These are was, things. I won't come there again. You'll come again. Yeah. Because it affects your dignity as a human being. Mm-hmm. So you want to do your business, keeping all these things in mind. You cannot run away from your fiscal environment. You don't do it and after you realize that, oh, we didn't think that our customer mm-hmm. was going to have such a hard time climbing the stairs. Put it as your plan. Have it as a philosophy. Mm-hmm. And- Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.